Hi, this is Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I am at InfoSec Europe in London, speaking with Christoph Berkland, the CTO for Malware Analysis at Blue Coat. Christoph, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Tell me about the inception campaign that Blue Coat uncovered at the end of 2014. With pleasure. The inception framework, as we call it, was revealed, analyzed by Blue Coat last year, in 2014, and is really an ex one of the most sophisticated advanced persistent threats ever discovered. And we, uh, by analyzing the inception framework, we really had the chance to understand how advanced attacks are, how complex they are, and how the security landscape has evolved over the last few years. One of the things that jumped out for me from your report was what you said, quote, were the paranoid extremes that the attackers seem to have gone to. You said that this is one of the most advanced attacks you've seen. Was that in part because they were able to get purchase on target systems and just operate undiscovered for so long? Several uh, reasons we would say uh, they have a very strong focus on what I would call operational security, OPSEC, uh, because they are experts at hiding their tracks. Uh, for instance, the malware only resides in live memory, so when you turn off your computer, all evidence disappears. Um, they have a very advanced way of setting up the command and control structure. It's based on cloud services, and that also makes the whole tracking much harder, because you, when you, uh, you use cloud services, you know, everyone nowadays uses cloud services both professionally and on a private, private basis, and they are able, we are able to hide their command and control traffic in, that, in those cloud services. That's two examples uh, illustrating this uh, sophistication. In addition, definitely also the, the malware itself. We've analyzed the malware that was used. They had uh, malware that was designed specifically to compromise home routers, so that the home routers were used for as a proxy capability, again, to hide the tracks. They developed malware for, ma uh, for mobile appliances, designed specifically for Android, for iPhone and iPad, so the iOS platform, and for BlackBerry. And just having all those capabilities in one framework really illustrates the, the advancedness or the sophistication of the, that specific attack. Did Bluecoat go public with any thinking about who might have that level of sophistication or why they might be applying it? No. Uh, you know, as always, when it comes to attribution, we need to be very, very careful. However, it's we can say that much that when we analyze the attacks, uh, we see that the targets are primarily in Russia. They are all high-value strategic targets, including you know, the military, uh, people in the United Nations, people in the World Petroleum Council. Uh, all these targets are what I would call strategically high, strategic uh, and high-value. Tell me about the impetus for tracking this group and releasing a related research report? Because I think some security firms get a bit of a knock by some people who say, well, you're just publicizing this to scope fear or uh, to remind us that cybercrime is everywhere. On the flip side, we wouldn't know about things like the Inception campaign if security researchers like yourself had not discovered it and chased it down. So talk to me a little bit about that situation, if you will. Oh, absolutely. Just to give you that, like the framework for the whole thing here, I run the Malware Analysis Center in Norway. We, on a daily basis, we analyze approximately 500,000 unique new malware samples. 
that's a huge stack of malware samples. Most of them are just polymorphic versions of existing viruses. So just say that they can be stopped with existing AV systems, not a worry. Our job is really to dive into that stack of malware and identify when something new, the new threats are there. And that's, that's where the, the, the best threat analysts come in and do uh, their job. And when we find threats that are unique, that's when we decide to spend lots of resources into really understanding the threat. And, and the reason we do this is because we want to develop the best possible defenses against it. So, yes. That's a good answer. To what extent do you think are we not seeing everything that's out there? I know that's an impossible question to answer, but we have things like the Inception campaign that you found. Do you have any sense? of what else might be going on out there that we just don't know about. I'm actually convinced there are loads of uh, ongoing campaigns that we are not able to see. And, uh, and, and when I say we, I mean the good guys in information The security theory. research yes. community. And, uh, because we, and that's why it's exciting to be in this world, because we, we live really in the battlefield between, let's call it the good guys, people trying to protect uh, sensitive information or critical assets, the, the security industry itself, but also all companies out there, and the bad guys who usually are trying to make a lot of money, economic crime, but also others who are looking for strategic important information. You talked about the increasing use, by the Inception campaign anyway, of cloud services. Is there anything else complicating the ability of enterprises to get better visibility into their networks to help lock these kinds of attacks down? Definitely. There is one very important trend that is ongoing, and that is network traffic is becoming using SSL more and more. Which is good. It's definitely very good from, uh, from, from many perspectives, and actually even Google has started to rate the different results based on whether they are provided on an HTTPS server or not. But that alone drives the use of SSL encryption, which is excellent. However, there is a flip side. The flip side is obviously that SSL encrypted traffic is also a perfect place to hide malicious network traffic. So that's why uh, I strongly believe that everyone out there should really invest in solutions to open up and analyze uh, SSL traffic. You were the CTO of Norman Shark, which was a research group, you know, renowned, I'd say, added to Bluecoat. Bluecoat's made a number of acquisitions, has been through a very interesting business evolution, becoming more of a broad security company. One of the interesting challenges I've always heard from security vendors is trying to make inroads at organizations that don't use them when you're competing against players who are well entrenched, may not have what are considered the best of breed capabilities, but they have the easy to use capabilities. What are some of the nuances as Bluecoat gets bigger, as you guys go out and attempt to win business in new parts of the world? How do you respond to those sorts of questions that you must be getting from customers? That's an excellent question. I think everyone is very much interested in interoperability. So uh, when you've made a huge investment in one vendor, you don't want to turn that vendor down uh, at the next, uh, well, the next time you do an investment. That's why it's extremely important, and also for Bluecoat, that all the solutions we offer are designed so that they can easily integrate with other technologies. Take the example of the uh, SSL encrypted traffic. Uh, you can make an investment in a decrypting unit uh, for opening up that traffic. The value in that investment will be uh, directly reflected in the other technologies you already have invested in your companies. 
because that will make them able to detect you know, more DLP or uh, antivirus or whatever will function much, much better if you have open up. So it's not a locked down ecosystem, you're just adding capabilities that people can use with their existing investments. Bluecoat is offering a complete ecosystem, okay. but you, not, you don't have to use only Bluecoat systems, uh, technologies within the ecosystem. And that's the important solution, really. Christoph, thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. For ISMG, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.